Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Keep trying, keep putting yourself a little bit ahead and, you know, doing those little things that make you feel loved and just notice, like, how do they make you feel? And then celebrate yourself because truly like moms are incredible and you are so worthy of the love and care. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. I'm Chris Stavniak, your host, and we all know that motherhood can be hard. There are beautiful days and wonderful days, and there are also really hard days. And in this journey of motherhood, we are often taught the importance of self-care. But I think for many of us, self-care becomes a buzzword. It becomes something that we know we should do, but it's really hard to find the time to do it. And it's also really hard to figure out how we can actually fit self-care into our busy lives and what self-care actually means. What does it mean to take care of ourselves when we have to take care of other people as moms? Whether we are stay-at-home moms or we are working moms or some combination of the two, we talk about self-care a lot here on the podcast. But I think oftentimes we talk about it as something that is just something else on the to-do list. And I know, like I talk about in today's episode, it's easy to push it to the bottom of the to-do list or to put it off again and again. But what does it look like to create everyday self-care, to create the rituals throughout our days and our weeks to take care of ourselves so we can fill our cup and actually pour out to the people in our lives that are most important to us, to our kids, to our partners, to our friends, to our family. So today's episode, we are talking all about self-care, but we're talking about it in a different light. We are reframing self-care. We're talking about what self-care means, how we can shift our perspective on self-care and really embrace the little moments of life, what our kids can teach us about self-care, about being present, and about joy, how we can learn to sort of reset ourselves at different times during the day, how to deal with the overwhelm of motherhood that happens inevitably, how to deal with emotions that come up during motherhood, and how we can provide a teaching opportunity for our kids within those big emotions that we might experience, and how we can create an energizing morning ritual that will help us to start our days off on the right foot as a mom taking care of ourselves before our kids even get up. 
So today's guest is Katherine Wild. She is a homeschooling mom of three, founder of Soul Care Mom, and author of Reclaiming Your Inner Sparkle. She's also a life coach for moms, a yoga and meditation teacher, and the creator of the transformative membership Vibrant Mom Life. She believes you can feel calm and find your unshakable confidence as a mom when you first care for yourself. She has helped thousands of women get out of survival mode and release mom guilt so they can create a life they love while being the mom they've always dreamed of being. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Catherine. Welcome, Catherine. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. I cannot wait to chat with you today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Oh my gosh, absolutely. This is such an important topic. I think, like I said, before we officially started recording, I think we talk a lot about self-care on the periphery as something that we should do as moms, but I think sometimes we miss the action steps and how we can actually make it a part of our lives and the things and really honing in on the things that are really going to make a difference. So I'm so excited to, to chat about this with you. But before we dive in, I love to ask my guests a fun little icebreaker just to start. So what are you reading these days? Ooh, that's a good question. So <laughs> I I usually have more than one book going at a time, you know, um, there's the books that I read and reread just because their message just feels so good to me. Um, so let me think. So anything by Eckhart Tolle is just one that I just like mm. always like just pick up and um, open um, a book that we're about to start reading. Um, I think it's called Do Your Own Thing by Rebecca. Becca Pacheco. I can't be messing that up, but for the Vibrant Mom Life membership, that's like the book that we're moving into. Oh, cool. Um, and then I am reading like for fiction. I have um, a Nicholas Sparks book. I think it's called A Bend in the Road that I'm reading right now. Mm. Oh, I love that you have the nonfiction book and the fiction book. I am very much the same. I always have a couple of books on the go, usually something nonfiction that's either inspirational or educational and then something just for fun too. So I love that. (laughs) So you are so passionate about helping moms to feel calm and confident in their motherhood, which I think we all need. (laughs) So I really want to jump in and just kind of have you Start us off with your story and your journey. Have you always been a calm and confident mom? And kind of how did you get into doing the work that you do today? Yeah, so the short answer is no. (laughs) I had always dreamed of becoming a mom. I was so excited, like giddy, really, when I found out that I was going to be a mom. And when I became a mom, it was a dream come true. But you know, soon after sleep deprivation sets in, anxiety sets in, and basically your life gets turned upside down overnight when you become a mom, right? It's this beautiful thing, but it's also kind of overwhelming. And to be completely honest, I was exhausted. I was overwhelmed. I felt like I was just constantly failing. And as our family grew, things became more chaotic and but I had hope. I had hope that it could be different. And so I started to pay attention. And I noticed that when I did something kind for myself, I cared for myself in some way, I felt better. I seemed to be finding these little pockets of calm in the chaos of motherhood. Um, And the job of being a mom is one of the most precious jobs in the world, right? We are guiding, loving the next generation But at the same time, it can feel lonely and we might feel just alone in our struggles. Um, And, you know, guilt and shame around not doing things perfectly, you know, Um, and we don't realize that we don't have to stay trapped in these patterns of shame and just living in this survival mode. And when I realized that I wasn't alone in the amount of overwhelm and burnout that I was feeling, um, I felt pulled to share what I was learning through my own experience with other moms. And that's why I created Soul Care Mom. And it's the reason I wrote the book, Reclaiming Your Inner Sparkle. And it's why I'm so honored to support the women in my membership, the Vibrant Mom Life membership. And to be honest, there's still days when I feel less than calm, less than confident. And that's been a big part of my growth journey as well. You know, just accepting that life is messy and 
that it's okay to feel however you're feeling and pay attention so that you can care for yourself in the moment. Mm. Oh, I'm so glad that you started us off with admitting that too and being like, you know what? It's not always perfect for me either, but I support moms in this because you have come so far in your journey and you were in this place of chaos in your motherhood. And you're like, but I'm not there all the time anymore. I think so many of us can relate to that story of just feeling like, I don't know, like we're in this tornado where that's kind of the picture I have in my head where everything is moving and we never have a chance to even take a breath. And you know that when I hopped on a couple minutes late to my own podcast today, I was also in a little bit of like a, okay, I've got to go from like one thing to another thing. And thankfully now I have strategies that I know that I can calm myself down and get myself into the, you know, into the moment of whatever I'm doing. But it's taken me a long time too. And that's one of the reasons I have the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. It started out as being something that was a lot more focused on our physical health and wellness. And it's moved so much more into being our mental health and self-care and all of the other aspects of balance when it comes to mom life. Because I realized I was focusing so much on my health and wellness physically. That was great. But then the rest of my life was like a hot mess. And so I'm so grateful for, you know, for women like you who are leading the way and giving moms the tools to move away from that place of chaos in their lives. So I would love to know maybe what were some of the most important changes or the most impactful changes that you made when you were, when you've realized that, you know, you're not the only one going through this and that there are ways that you can kind of get out of this survival mode. What were those changes that made the biggest difference? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, So let's talk about like what survival mode is, right? Survival mode means we are just surviving, just barely making it, right? And so you might have heard this saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I really like that visual because it helps us to see what it means to be in survival mode. When our cup is empty, we literally have nothing left to give, right? There is no energy. There's no patience. We may get frustrated more easily with our loved ones. It's a really hard place to be. Um, But when we do things that help to care for our needs, we start to fill that cup up and then we have something to give, right? We have more patience. We have more energy. We have more love to give. So when I started to just notice what I needed and care for myself in these little ways, I started to notice a difference in how I was showing up as a mom um, and, and it really affected all of my relationships, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I love that analogy too, because it is easy to understand that, you know, if your child asks for a glass of water and you're pouring it from a pitcher and there's nothing left, then you have to find that water in some way. And if you don't have that, <laughs> exactly. right, you know, if you have no water, you have no water to give your child. And that is the same, you know, sort of energy and support and things like that, that we can give to the other people in our lives is that, you know, the same sort of way. So I have definitely been in the place of having that completely empty pitcher, the completely empty cup. <laughs> yeah, we and, all have. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite things that you did to start kind of filling, filling your cup back up? Maybe those, some of those little things that you, that you were talking about, those little things that you started to do. Yeah. So my perspective of what self-care is, has changed over time, right? I used to feel like it was something that you did when you felt like it, or you had the time, you know, like going to the spa or a weekend getaway with girlfriends and those are absolutely fabulous, <laughs> but self-care, it goes so much deeper. Um, and so just the simple act of just pausing and just noticing like, wow, I'm really overwhelmed right now. Um, what do I need? Like, and maybe that's enough. Like maybe just acknowledging yourself in the moment that it's hard right now is enough to like help you get through that moment. Um But I like to think of like, just like our kids, like if they're having a big emotion and they come running to us, you know, they're crying and they need a hug. What would we do? We would embrace them, right? Like you would hold them and just let them know they're okay. And that helps them just to feel seen, to feel loved and held. And we can do that for ourselves, right? We can't always go running to mom anymore, but we can, we can be that for ourselves, that loving presence. Um, Yeah. So just simple things like that. I mean, 
making myself a cup of tea, um, asking for the help I need, you know, so that I could have a few moments to myself. If you need to step away and go to the bathroom and just take some deep breaths, you can do that, you know, um, just little simple things. It doesn't it, like that was really nice to learn that it didn't have to be big. It didn't have to be complicated and um, just little acts of love, whatever that is for you. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that first acknowledging that this is hard and that's okay. Yeah. Like going, going back to, you know, what we talked about right at the very start, even you have hard days still, we're all going to have hard days and even just going, admitting it and going, yep, it's hard right now. And that can be just like a sigh of relief. I think just going up, it's hard. And I just accept it kind of, it is what it is, you know? And I think in that we can also go, okay, there's always another moment, right? There's another moment to take another deep breath and to, um, to, you know, move on to the next thing. I know my kids and I, um, or at least my oldest daughter and I have this um, little saying that we'll say whenever we have kind of a hard, mor- like a hard, usually it's a hard morning, but I, a hard moment where, you know, maybe we've gotten into like a little argument over cleaning up their room or forgetting homework or something, you know, what are those little things we go, okay, can we have a do over? Can we just do over? Can we start over? And I feel like that's kind of what you're saying we can do as moms too. We can sort of just be like, all right, this is hard, but you know what? <laughs> it is what it is. And those little things. Yeah. I mean, how lovely would it be just to pour ourselves a cup of tea in the middle of the day? And how often do we do that for ourselves? I think, you know, we we don't. We just go through the motions of life and we take care of everything that needs to be taken care of as moms, because that's in our nature, right? Whether it's taking care of our kids, taking care of our house, taking care of the work. And we oftentimes don't pause. And when I'm saying all this, I am totally speaking for myself here (laughs) and understanding that I know that there are many, many, many moms listening (laughs) who also are like, yep, I don't do that either. Um, But I love that those little things are oftentimes the key um, or the big things, right? That can help us to kind of get out of that feeling of survival mode. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit more about, so I love that you kind of defined survival mode and we've talked a little bit about some of those little things that we can do as moms. So I want to kind of get real and talk about how you sort of fit this in, in the busyness of your days and maybe give moms listening some encouragement of how exactly they can fit in that cup of tea or that moment to themselves, maybe other than just, you know, going into the bathroom and taking a couple deep breaths, which I think is awesome (laughs) because I think we, we know that motherhood is can be really hard. Isn't always hard. It's beautiful and wonderful, but it can be hard. And I think sometimes that the term self-care is used as just sort of like a band-aid as well. Just take care of yourself and you'll be fine. But we're like, but how? (laughs) It feels like it's impossible. And then we also sometimes can't identify what we need. I know that you uh, mentioned asking ourselves, what do we need? But I guess, so I guess this is sort of a two-part question. How can we sort of practically make this happen? And how can we sort of identify what we need in the midst of the craziness of motherhood? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Such a great question. And I completely agree. Motherhood can feel so hard at times. And I love what you bring up because those are questions that I get, you know, um, asked by so many moms, it sometimes does feel impossible to fit ourselves in. And I think part of that is because we aren't really taught how to do this. You know, we, didn't really have much of an example often, you know, and so we don't know how to truly take care of ourselves. So this is, so first of all, just being really gentle with yourself because this is a journey and it's, we're learning as we go. Um, And I mentioned, you know, my perspective of what self-care was has changed so much. And I love that you use the term that self-care feels like a Band-Aid because the way most of us look at self-care, it, it's this surface level thing, you know, that we see just one more thing to add to our never ending to-do list. And I totally understand that as moms, we often have very little extra time for ourselves. Um, but but like we, you know, we've talked about a little bit, like self-care doesn't need to take a lot of extra time. It actually lives in those little everyday moments. And One thing um, I found is that it's not so much what you do, 
but how you do it. It's about how you show up in the moment. And so one really simple way that you can start practicing this and bringing self-care into your day, and it takes like zero extra time, um, is to simply bring your attention to your senses. So for example, if you're washing the dishes and you just, you're bringing your attention to what you're doing. You're, you're feeling the warmth of the water on your skin. You're feeling the slipperiness of the soap bubbles between your fingers. You're, you feel the weight of the dish in your hands. Um, and you can even bring gratitude in. So you can, you know, appreciate that these dishes are holding the nourishing food that feed your family. And it's simple practices like that, that help you to step out of the busyness, right? the mental chatter that we all have going on and just drop into your heart space, into this moment where life is happening. Our minds are these really incredible things that help us to plan, to figure things out. But when we live up there all the time, we miss out on the life that's happening right in front of us, you know? And this practice is a really beautiful way to bring mindfulness meditation into your day. Um, And I teach yoga and meditation and so many moms share with me that they have a hard time finding time to sit down for meditation, right? And so really the reason that we practice meditation is so that we can practice the art of choosing our point of focus. And when we bring it into, well, so we sit, you know, we take this time to sit. If you practice meditation, you do it so that you can bring it into your everyday life, right? Um, So when we do when we start practicing in these little ways during our day, we can, we're practicing in these calmer moments so that when things do feel chaotic, we can bring that same, we've strengthened that muscle, you know, and we can bring that same practice into those more chaotic situations, if that makes sense. Mm, Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) I love this reframe because it is so helpful. I think everyone has their own sort of definition of what self-care means and what it means to participate in self-care. And I love the example of, well, we don't want it to be just something else on the to-do list. And I'm literally thinking, Oh my goodness. It is something that I'm like, oh, I want to get in some self-care every day. And I put it on my list. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take some time this evening and take a bath, or I'm going to take some time. And after the kids go to bed and do my nails, or I usually read, I usually end up reading a book, but usually it's like a few minutes before bed. It's very indulgent for me to actually sit down and take time to read or something like that, which I can do more and more now that I have a daughter who actually does read. And my, um, she's my eight-year-old and my four-year-old can sit for a little bit. So I could totally, if I, if, you know, it's one of those days where I'm able to do that, I can totally take that time, but I often don't. And it's often something that gets pushed to the bottom of the to-do list because everything else gets, you know, reprioritized and reprioritized and we forget to prioritize ourselves or it gets pushed back. And then all of a sudden you put that on your list on Monday and it's the next Sunday and you're like, ah, I did nothing. But the reframe of just being in the present moment and, you know, taking moments like doing the dishes to be there and to be present. And I just, I love that so much. And it's funny that you're talking about meditation. I actually recorded an episode and I'm trying to remember exactly on my schedule whose episode is going to come first. I think it's yours. (laughs) All about meditation and how meditation, and we talked about how meditation can help us to like kind of, I love the, I love the, um, the example you used of it being sort of like a muscle, like strengthening that and how it can help us in our everyday, because it does make so much sense. The more we practice that stillness, the more we can bring it in to more of those, um, those chaotic moments. And, uh, it's such a good reminder to, to do that myself, but I really just, I love that reframe of it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be something. And we already said, you know, it doesn't have to be big things. It can be little things, but even if, even if it feels like you don't have time for those little things, you can bring it into those, those everyday moments. Yeah. And I so want to celebrate you because even putting that reading on your list, like that's, that's awesome. Like, you know, like putting yourself on the list at all is such a great thing to celebrate. And I think as moms, so often we forget to celebrate, like, even if you just got through the day, like celebrate yourself like that, you are amazing, you know, like, um, and then 
and then we can start moving. Like we can start prioritizing more and more. Like it's, it's a journey and it's this mindset shift that we have to, we have to go through. And so wherever you are on that journey, it's, you're right where you need to be and just keep, keep trying, keep putting yourself a little bit ahead and, you know, doing those little things that make you feel loved and just notice, like, how do they make you feel? And then celebrate yourself because truly like moms are incredible and you are so worthy of the love and care, you know? Yes. A hundred percent. Someone told me, and I can't even remember, I believe it was a podcast guest. And so if a listener has been listening to the podcast and can remind me who said this, (laughs) but somebody told me that, um, self-care is doing something small each day that may, that feels like you're on vacation. And I was like, Oh, I love that. Like something little like that reading in the afternoon for me feels very indulgent. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could be doing the dishes or I could be doing a lot of laundry or I could be cleaning up this thing, or I could be sitting on the floor with my kids. And I do all of those things, but it always feels like there's something else to do. And I'm like, that feels like I'm on vacation sitting in the afternoon and reading. So yeah, no, I, I appreciate the celebration and I, I love the idea of, reminding moms to celebrate just getting through the day, especially on those hard days, getting to the end of the day and being like, you know what? I did it (laughs) and I'm going to do it again tomorrow and it's going to be okay. And each day we're going to try and put ourselves on the list more and more. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and I love that vacation, um, that idea of bringing vacation, like (laughs) we go on vacation, just kind of like meditation. Like we go and sit, you know, in meditation and then we miss it. You know, like we, the idea of coming home from vacation, but we can bring that feeling with us wherever we go. Yeah. We can intentionally do that. I love that. Yeah. Even in those little ways. (laughs) So something that uh, we haven't even mentioned your podcast yet, but um, you have an incredible podcast and you do solo episodes and you have guest episodes and something that you've talked about is really learning how to balance the emotions of motherhood. Cause we've talked about several times that motherhood can be hard as beautiful and fulfilling and incredible. A journey, our journey as moms is it can be hard and we don't want to sugarcoat that. Like that's why we're talking is because we, the mom listening is likely like, yeah, I do need, I need some help with my self-care. I want to know what soul care for moms is. How do I, how do I bring this in? Because life feels crazy. So what would you say? say to the mom who feels kind of overwhelmed with motherhood in general, like every day feels hard. (laughs) How do we balance those just constant emotions of motherhood, especially as moms, because we're also managing other humans' emotions, (laughs) which is difficult as well. So what is your recommendation for like maybe specific self-care tactics or things that you recommend when it comes to kind of the emotional side of motherhood? Yeah. Yeah. Emotions. Um, I love that you bring that up because really that is another part of caring for ourselves is, is caring for ourselves emotionally. Um, and motherhood has this way of bringing up our triggers, our unhealed places within ourselves, right? We can't avoid them. And it can certainly be overwhelming. Like you said, when you're having big emotions and your child's having big emotions, um, Sometimes we can just want to throw ourselves on the floor, you know, with them when they're having their tantrum. But, you know, we um, so it, it can be overwhelming and it can be hard. And the one thing that I've learned that has changed my relationship with emotions is realizing that emotions are neither good nor bad. They simply have messages for us. And when we're able to listen to their messages, they can dissipate. Like the messenger came and delivered the message. I heard it and it can go, you know, mm-hmm. Um and our emotions tend to get bigger, louder, stronger, the longer we push them away. Um, and that's often what we're taught to do, right? We're taught to just push it aside, brush it off, push it down, um, you know, power through. And so it's really important to remember that there are no good or bad emotions. Some are more uncomfortable than others, you know, um, but emotions are actually our friends and they're they're helping us to, um, to navigate. And so um, when we have those bigger, more uncomfortable emotions, they're letting us know that there might be an unmet need. They're they're letting us know that we need some connection. We need some compassion. Um, so when those big feelings come up, hold yourself with love, with compassion, and listen. Um, and you can even 
do this in the moment with your kids. So maybe you're starting to get overwhelmed and you can say, wow, mom's having really big feelings right now. I'm going to take some deep breaths or I'm going to do whatever it is that I'm feeling, you know, I need to do in the moment. And you can even invite them, you know, say, Hey, you want to come take some deep breaths with me? I really need this right now, you know, and they might do it too. And then this helps them to start tuning into the messages of their emotions as well, being comfortable, listening to what's going on for them. And that's such like a great gift to give them, you know, to be able to navigate their emotions and know what to do when big things come up. Um, And when you start to do that for yourself, you have that compassion and you hold yourself in that loving way, you feel more seen and, you know, loved and, um, and you create like, like you were saying that tornado that's going on inside, it's able to settle a little bit, right? Like as we listen to those emotions and then we have this spaciousness because the tornado has settled a bit. We have more space to hold that space, to be that safe space for our kids to have big emotions so that they can feel through their feelings too, right? And we're just able to be there with them instead of also having our big stuff come up, you know? Um, And it is all messy and it's okay. It's okay as you like figure it all out. Um, But yeah, just compassion um, and listening into what it is, you know, that you need. I love that. And I, I love bringing our kids into it too. It's a good reminder that it's okay to do that um, and helpful for them too, to see us and see how we are at least trying to, you know, calm ourselves and bringing them into it. Take some deep breaths with me. I love that um, because yeah, I think it it can be hard and, and overwhelming. My husband and I jokes, we have got two little girls and they are already quite dramatic <laughs> and, you know, in, in both wonderful ways and then ways that are also hard. <laughs> so bringing them in and, you know, kind of like teaching them by example, I guess, um, or leading by example is what I was trying to say, leading by example and, um, and finding those little ways, again, going back to that, finding those little ways to kind of connect with our emotions and and maybe take some deep breaths along with them. I really like that. And I, it's a good reminder for me too, that, um, I love the, I've heard, I've heard this before and I need to consistently remind myself that there are no good or bad emotions. And because it's easy to be like, oh my gosh, I've, I felt really anxious this week, or I have felt really overwhelmed this week, or I have, you know, maybe my emotions have been on high this week and I've, you know, not reacted in the way I wanted to several times this week. It's really easy. I feel like to, to feel that guilt or that shame, but we don't feel guilt or shame for having weeks that are much happier and calm. And (laughs) I think it's because we've labeled those emotions as obviously we don't want to go through our lives constantly anxious. That's something we want to, we want to manage that because it doesn't feel good. Um, But it is natural for us to have those ebbs and flows and to be like, yep, you know, sometimes we are going to be less happy than other times <laughs> and holding the space for those and asking why they're coming up and, and finding ways to, to manage the more uncomfortable ones I think is, is so huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, you're right. We, we've kind of put these labels on them and then, um, and we feel like, oh, you know, we shouldn't feel this way. And so we, we push them away. And so really, but if we consider like, oh, you know, I'm feeling a little like upset right now. What is it that's going on? You know? Yeah. Um, and, and then being able to, to feel into it, like at the beginning of this, we said, you know, like sometimes that's all we need is just to feel seen, to slow down, to pause. Um, and then if there's something bigger, like you can, you, maybe you can journal about it. Maybe, um, maybe, you know, there's something that you need right away. Um, but yeah, just knowing that, that that feeling isn't something to feel judgment around, isn't something to feel shame around or guilt around that when you can show yourself compassion, you can listen into what it is that's underneath it. You know, there's always something underneath there um, that's asking to be met like a need. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea of emotions just being messengers that this is something that we need. What is it that I need? What is it that they're telling me? And it can be really hard. I want to put that out there again. You know, it can be really hard to do that in the moment. And so that's why sometimes I think just holding that space for ourselves and going, okay, I'm feeling this, recognizing it, trying to breathe through it, and then taking that time and journaling and going, okay, so why, you know, why have I been feeling like this lately um, is, is so key. And 
You know, actually, I think that's a really good segue into something I want to dig deeper with you on, because something that I've talked about a ton on this podcast, just, you know, kind of whenever I have a conversation with someone and self-care comes up, I talk about my morning routine and how like that is the number one thing I do to just center myself for the beginning of the day. And it's not something that I always did. It's a routine that I have developed over time and seasons it's longer and seasons it's shorter. And this is one of the big things that you teach um, is how to have an energized morning routine. And the reason I say this is a great segue is because journaling is something that I've brought into my morning routine in the last probably, I, I want to say the last year and a half. I think it was kind of during the height of the pandemic and I was just feeling all of the emotions and <laughs> life was very, I mean, I think all of us were, we were all feeling all of the emotions. Life was very intense. Um, it still is in a lot of ways now, but it was, emotions were very heightened. Um, and I really relied on journaling, which is something that I've, I've kind of been on and off as a practice a lot during that time and bringing it into my morning routine was made a really big difference. So something that you teach about, um, is, teaching moms how to create an energized morning routine. And so I, first, I want to know what your morning routine looks like. And then I want to kind of talk about why it's so important to have a morning routine and how we can kind of develop one as moms. Yeah. And so my, like you said, my morning routine, it shifts with the seasons of life and motherhood. And, but I love, I love putting an essential oil in my diffuser. I love doing some yoga. Um, and meditation, and then maybe making myself a cup of tea, and then maybe taking a few minutes to read. So that's like my general, like what I really like crave in the mornings. Mm. Um, but there are, you know, some days, some seasons where my morning routine isn't as like quiet or luxurious. And for example, this morning, my four-year-old asked if she could do yoga with me. And don't get me wrong, I love doing yoga with my kids. It is I feel it's so important for my kids to see mom taking care of herself, you know, Um, because like you said earlier, our kids are paying attention. They're learning from us. And my kids actually helped me teach yoga in my membership, in the Vibrant Mom Life membership. But yoga with my four-year-old looks a lot different than when it's just me on my mat alone, you know? So I've learned to give myself grace. I've learned to just allow myself to relax my expectations a little bit and go with the flow of what mom life brings while still tuning in and caring for myself. Because I found that life often throws interesting challenges and situations our way, especially as moms and pushing against the moment is so draining um, is what I found in my experience, but getting curious and allowing myself to see like what gifts does, does this moment bring, right? It may not be what I planned, but what gifts can I find in this moment is something that could bring so much joy, you know, and it's really an act of self-care in itself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. What gifts does this moment bring? Yeah, I love that. And I am 100% nodding along with you that it is much different to do yoga with a four-year-old or any little one <laughs> than it is to do it by yourself. And, But I, I agree that I think we can lead by example in this way. And, you know, I guess to bring mom guilt into it again, because I know it's something that moms feel and something that I feel. Um, I have struggled in the past with taking that time for myself in the morning, um, especially when my kids wake up early or especially when my husband's away. So in this season right now, my husband's home more often because he's a professional racing sailor. And so in the summertime, he's gone a lot. And in kind of like the, just before the holiday season, he's gone a lot. So when he's not home and my kids wake up in the morning, it's just me. It's only me to take care of them and to get them what they need and to get them settled with a book or something to play with, or even some TV or something like that when I have my morning time, but they still interrupt me because they're kids and they need me. And I try to do my best to like set them up and to kind of still do my morning time. But there's a little bit of guilt where I'm like, well, they're up and I should be, you know, I should be spending that time with them. Or, you know, my little one will go, mommy, can I sit on your lap? And I'm like trying to, I'm like, of course. And I I love that moment. 
but I'm also like trying to journal with like my arm around my, my arm around my podcast mic right now, <laughs> like trying to journal with like the kid on my lap. And so I really love that. So many good reframes here where it's like, well, what gift does this moment bring? It's hard. I feel a little bit guilty, like kind of shooing them off, but I also need that time for myself. But then sometimes it's not possible, but we can still find the beauty in that and still be like, okay, I'm taking this time for myself. It doesn't look the way I wanted it to, but it's okay to take it. It just might look a little bit different. So I definitely resonate with that. (laughs) So what are, I guess, some of the key elements to a morning routine that feels energizing for the mom who's listening? So what would you recommend? Where would you recommend they start if they're like, okay, I also want to develop a morning routine? And I think what you've mentioned here too, and what I didn't realize I resonated with as well is kind of a flexible morning routine too, where it's like, okay, I have this routine and this is what feels the best, but you know, as mom, sometimes, (laughs) sometimes it has to shift. So I guess what are those key elements of that morning routine and like, where, where should the mom start in creating a routine that works for them? Yeah. So, and I love that you brought up that idea of like the guilt that comes up too, you know, like, um, And that's part of like that reframe of, you know, taking this time for myself, being over here, even though my kids are over here, you know, to do this thing for myself, it, it's, it's not like, because I know that this comes up for me and I know this comes up for other moms. Like it's not either, or, you know, it's creating this reframe and realizing that self-care is taking care of our family. Because when we create that boundary to care for ourselves, we're better able to show up for them, you know, for the rest of the day. So I love that you, you prioritize that time for yourself and then that you are flexible because it is, it does mom life calls for so much flexibility, (laughs) but but the things that um, I found. So like you said, like you started with, you know, physical health and stuff for, um, your life and your business and, and it's kind of evolved. And I found that like the, the secret to kind of filling your cup is to take care of all of you, right? Your mind, your body, and your soul. And this looks different for everyone. And it may even look different for you on different days, depending on what you need. So what I like to share is a three-step formula, um, that helps you start your day feeling nourished in all these ways, right? In your mind, your body, and your soul. And this framework can help you create a morning routine that you love and you look forward to because it's unique to you, right? So I provide the steps and then you plug in the things that bring you joy. So the first step is just moving your body. This can be stretching. It can be doing yoga. It can be going for a walk, just keeping it really simple. And for each of the steps, I recommend about 10 minutes, but you can shorten it. You, you know, if you have less time, you can keep going. If you have more time and you just feel like you're really enjoying something, you know, so it's, it's all about like really tuning in and listening to what you need. This is just a guide. And so then the second step is to meditate and journal for about five minutes each. So we've gotten our wiggles out, you know, just like, you know, having your kids move around a little bit before they sit down to do homework or something can help for us. It's, it's very similar. So just moving our bodies helps us to sit in stillness for a little bit. So you can just sit and bring your attention to your breath. And when your mind wanders, you can bring it back to your breath, or you could play some gentle music or press play on a guided meditation And if you need, you know, some guided meditations, um, there's some free ones on my YouTube channel that you can explore. Um, And then just take a few minutes to journal. So this can be writing down anything that's coming up for you. This can be simply writing down things that you're grateful for, because gratitude is such a powerful practice that helps us to shift and see the world from, you know, this place of seeing those gifts in the moment. Um, And then the final step is to follow your bliss. So take a few minutes to do something that brings you joy. This can really be anything. Um, It could be enjoying a cup of tea while sitting on your porch and watching the sunrise. It could be reading a book. It could be painting. It could be knitting. Um, Maybe there's a new hobby you want to try, you know, but just choosing something that lights you up and yeah, just making this work for you because there there's so many people, there's so many things in life that are telling us like, this is the way mom life should look. This is the way, you know, you should be doing this or that. And really um, 
allowing yourself to turn down the noise of all of that and listen to what it is that brings you joy and lights you up. There's, uh, you know, comparison can be something we fall into as moms and your self-care doesn't have to look like anybody else's. What brings you joy and just tune into that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love the three-step formula. I love, I love any sort of formula steps. Give me all of the how-to and then I can, I can plug in what works. <laughs> and I really love the idea of doing that movement before doing that journaling, that meditation, because that is something that is hard for me. I try and wake up and do my meditation first. Typically that's what I'll do is I'll do a little meditation a little journaling. Um, and then usually I have some sort of a tea and kind of do out my schedule for the day. And then I do my movement after that. But I know that, you know, it's also been cold here. I live in New England right now and uh, mornings are, I don't want to get outside. And, but I know that when I do wake Ooh. up and go for like a short little walk, first thing, that's my favorite thing to do. And I, it does center me. And I don't think I realize until it gets cold and I stop doing that, how much it helps. And so I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense that we're sort of like getting our wiggles out like our kids. <laughs> I know that that's been a big thing in our house this winter. Just, I feel like we've been, we're at the point now it's the very beginning of March when we're recording this and it's been winter for several months and my kids are so stir crazy. And like as much as we can, we just try to get them outside even for like five to 10 minutes and just, you know, like run up and down the street. Just uh, we live in an apartment, so we don't have a yard. <laughs> so it's like not the street, the sidewalk, I should say, <laughs> just in case anyone's listening and they're like, she's letting our kids run in the street, <laughs> run up and down the sidewalk, get their wiggles out before we like have a nice family dinner or something like that. I love that we can do the same thing as moms in the morning and do a little bit of movement. I love doing yoga in the morning as well. And it's something I've gotten out of. Um, and then moving into doing that journaling meditation and then finishing off with something. I love that, you know, find your bliss, something that something that we enjoy because how, I mean, how often do we do that as moms, right? You know, we went back, you know, at the beginning, we were talking about how often do we actually take care of ourselves as moms and do those little things, but how often do we do something that is like purely for joy? Going back to that little mini vacation sort of thing that I heard, <laughs> how often do we do something like that? And we need that as moms. I can imagine such a better day. I know even just the routine that I have right now, makes my days so much better. I think I'm like, oh my gosh, what is some little thing that I can do before my kids come out? Because I love when I'm feeling really good and calm and relaxed after my morning routine and my kids come out of their room. Um, they have an alarm clock in their room now because they're old enough to, they come out when the alarm goes off and then I can give them a big hug and say good morning and then start our, our morning routine with them. How much better it would be if I did something little kind of that something that's just for joy kind of right before they come out. I can imagine that would be really, really beautiful. So I love that. Oh, yeah. And I love that you, but something that's coming up for me is that like that bringing that sense of vacation to our days, like we, we somehow like, you know, our kids, like they live in the moment so much and they're like, so excited, like so, <laughs> speaking for my kids anyway, like we go for a walk and we have to stop every maybe three seconds because they <laughs> found a new leaf, you know, or a rock or something so cool to look at. And um, somewhere along the way, like we, we add these responsibilities to our life and um, it's not a bad thing. Like, you know, it's, it's this really beautiful, like thing that we get to do, but, but when we, like, when we're always living for that next moment, when we're just trying to, trying to finish this thing or, get to that next vacation or, you know, whatever it is, get the kids like through school or we miss like the whole journey, you know? So like that yeah. intentionality of bringing in that feeling of vacation, that feeling of awe and wonder, that feeling of joy of the things that light us up, that really helps us too, because the journey is our life, right? Like there's, this is, this is what it is. And so bringing that into every moment is changes like the way your quality of life the way you show up how much you enjoy it and um really get to enjoy it with your kids yeah oh my gosh i love that that's such an important perspective shift i i'm actually thinking of a moment that i had yesterday where i needed to run into target for something i actually needed to run into target for one thing <laughs> and i had to bring my little one with me my 4 year old and my kids are 4 years apart and so I sort of feel like that 
that age gap is is fantastic in so many ways because I, I got to spend really solid time with my older daughter before we had my younger daughter. But now my older daughter's in school, so I get to spend some time you know alone with my younger daughter. And I forget sometimes that she's different than her sister in many ways and different than her sister now, especially she wants to look at every little thing and she's so excited. And this is obviously target. This is not a walk. Walks are the same way too. <laughs> um, but like I said, we haven't been, we haven't been walking outside as much lately in the cold <laughs> soon enough, I hope. But it was like every little thing was like, oh, mommy, look at this necklace. It's so beautiful. It's gold. Do you love gold? And I was like, it is beautiful. I'm like, we're trying to like get, I'm trying to like get to the next. I'm like, we just got to get the thing. <laughs> Once we get the thing, we can get home. And that's where my mind goes. And I really, and she was so excited about everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to embrace it. We don't have, we don't have to be home at any particular time. I knew that my older daughter was getting off the bus. My husband was going to be there for her. It was fine. It was going to be okay. And so I sort of embraced that moment too, but it's not something I do often. And I'm like, you know what it is? It's adorable. She's like, oh my gosh, mommy, it's a Paw Patrol t-shirt. I love Paw Patrol. I'm like, it is. We're not looking at Paw Patrol t-shirts today, but let's keep on going. But I'm like, you know what? Let's just, let's just enjoy every last thing until we get to the laundry detergent. <laughs> But it's so true when we go on walks. I know that both of my kids still come home with like the um, pockets full of like rocks and sticks and they're like the most special thing in the world to them. And I don't think we take that perspective, you know, to stop and to, oh my goodness, look at this rock. I've never seen a rock like this before. <laughs> and we do just go through the motions of our life and we can learn so much from our kids and so much from their perspective of there is so much beauty in this world. And, you know, we, we tend to miss it if we, you know, if we just try and, you know, get to the next thing, like you're saying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> yeah. You can, yeah, we can definitely learn so much from our kids and there really is so much, like so much awe and wonder to be had. Um, but we start kind of labeling things like, you know, Oh, it's a rock. I've seen a rock before, you know, like, mm -hmm. but what's beautiful about this rock and they really see that. So they're yeah. really, they're, they're really great teachers. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I know. I know one of my favorite things to ask my kids too is, oh, tell me about that. You know, and they'll tell me about why it is so special. Like it is, we live by the ocean. And so we will go to the beach. And every time we go to the beach, it is a, just like on our walks, it's a handful of seashells. And there's something special about each one of those. And I think that we can, we can also have that sort of seashell mentality. <laughs> like yes, they look, you know, they all kind of look the same to me at this point because I've grown up here and I'm like well they are literally the same clamshells all over the beach <laughs> but they're not they're all a little bit different and they're all a little special and kids see that so I love that <laughs> and it's such a great way to connect with them too right like they're showing you something that's meaningful to them and when you say like wow you know tell me about it they're like I feel a connection with mom here like she's yeah. Yeah, I'm letting her into my world you know um, yeah. so it's such a great way to connect yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I love this perspective shift and this reframe of, you know, all of these things are ways that we can take care of ourselves by being in the moment and being more present. And it just, you know, thinking of approaching life just a little bit differently in this way is just already bringing me so much joy. And, and I, so I really, I really love this. So I want to kind of flip things a little bit and I want to talk about your advice for the mom on the days that feel like the hardest of them. <laughs> so there are days that feel joyful and wonderful. And we seem to have, you know, gotten through the morning with our beautiful morning routine. And we went on that walk and we were, you know, present with our kids and we picked up a dozen rocks and we talked about them. Those days are wonderful. But what about the days where we feel like we've done all the things we've done as much as we can, but the days are just kind of thrown off. And I know the mom listening understands what I mean, where it's like, this day is just it's, it's hard. <laughs> so what is your recommendation for things that we can do? Maybe practical things that we can do on those days that feel like the hardest, maybe to kind of bring us back to a place of joy and a place of taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. There are some days that can be really hard. I mean, and with all that parents have gone through in the last couple of years, like <laughs> there is so much uncertainty. There's a lot of anxiety. There's overwhelm. Um, 
there are schedules that got completely thrown out the window and you had to figure out new things and that's still happening, you know? Um, so just being gentle with yourself. One technique that I teach is called the sacred pause. So when things feel really hard, simply placing your hand over your heart, closing your eyes, if that feels good and just breathing. And in that moment, showing yourself compassion because motherhood can feel so overwhelming and just plain hard at times because it is, and it doesn't mean you're failing. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Um, You don't need to have all the answers. No one does. And just like we talked about before, like when your kids have big emotions, just holding yourself, holding yourself with that compassion. Um, Because however you're feeling, it's okay. You're human. It's, it's messy. Like it's not meant to be like rainbows and butterflies and sunshine all the time. Just like the seasons, just like the weather, like it's shifting and changing Um, and being hard on yourself. It's, not necessary. It's not going to, you know, it's, it's shifting away from judgment because the healing, like the love can come forward when you release the judgment. So just like if you, and you know, maybe you've heard of inner child work. So kind of just seeing yourself as that, that, that little girl, you know, that little girl that needs that love, care and attention and just holding her um, with compassion and noticing like, what can I do for myself right now? That would feel really loving. Um, Maybe I need to call a friend, you know, maybe, maybe I just need to sit here and cry for a few minutes, you know, Um, maybe I need something bigger and I need to ask my partner or my family for some help so that I can have some time to myself. You know, maybe I need to talk to a coach or a therapist, Um, whatever you need, like there's no shame, no judgment, just practicing that compassion. Um, because yeah, it is, it's really hard sometimes. Oh, I love that. I need that reminder that, you know, to, to practice that compassion and to not judge myself. And because I think we, we do live in a world of comparison, rage right? And a world of feeling like we're, you know, oftentimes not doing enough. And then, you know, on those hard days, we're like, you know, I just did everything. I feel like, you know, it's still hard and going, no, we can take away that judgment because we're all going to have days like that. And, uh, you know, practicing that compassion and, and finding, figuring out what we need from there. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. So I'm wondering if you have, if there's anything that we missed, anything that you have any last pieces of advice or wisdom you want to pass on to the, the mom who's listening when it comes to self-care, when it comes to soul care, what do you want to share with, with the mom who's listening? Yeah. So something that you brought up was that comparison that, that we fall into, and it can be really easy these days because we have social media and, um, remembering though, like when you do like you know, pick up your phone and start scrolling like that. Those are little snapshots of people's lives and they're human. Life is messy for them too. And they have those ups and downs. Um, And just being mindful of that. If you find that you're picking up your phone and that's like really bringing you down, um, trying to be more either, either take breaks from, you know, um, social media or, or being more mindful about who you're following because the messages we surround ourselves with are so, so important. You know, they, one thing that was really powerful for me to learn was that my beliefs are just the thoughts that I repeatedly think over and over again, and they become my way of seeing the world. So you have this really powerful, you have the superpower of being able to shift that you can change the way you see the world. And so just being mindful of what you're surrounding yourself with. And, um, I guess I would just love to leave, you know, any mom listening with, the message that you are more than enough, just as you are, you are so worthy of love and care. Give yourself grace, show yourself compassion. Um, and know that having a tough day or a tough season doesn't make you a bad mom. You are doing better than you realize and just keep showing yourself compassion in the moment. Um, and that is an act of self-care and self-love. It doesn't need to be complicated. It can be as simple as being kind to yourself. So be kind to yourself when those big feelings come up, when things feel overwhelming. Um, 
and reach out, reach out for support. You don't have to do this alone. Surround yourself with uplifting and supportive, a supportive community and reach out to me. If you feel like you don't have a community, um, you know, I'm here for you. Uh, You are never alone. You are so loved and so supported. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. (laughs) So you mentioned your community that you have. I have some fun rapid fire questions I love to ask at the end, but I always, before we jump into the fun of the rapid fire questions, I always love to have my guests share where, where they can connect with you. So your community, your podcast, your coaching, all of the work you do, can you share where they can connect with you if they need that extra level of support? Yes, you can find everything on my website. So soulcaremom.com. And first of all, thank you so much for having me. Like I have loved this conversation and I am so thankful for the work that you do because you are, it's so empowering. It's so beautiful. It's so needed. Um, So thank you. And yes, you can learn more about, you know, releasing mom guilt, finding time for yourself at soulcaremom.com. Um, I just wrote a book that we just, you know, shares my experiences and has more practices and prompts and things to help you bring all of these self-care, um, practices to life, you know, in practical ways. And so you can find my book, Reclaiming Your Inner Sparkle on Amazon. And if you're ready to go deeper with more support, um, yeah, you can, I mean, there's a beautiful community at soulcaremom.com. forward slash village. And then if you are ready for like more, like more support on your journey, like you just want to really embody this practice of compassion and self-love and um, you can explore the vibrant mom life membership, which it's, it's just my joy and honor to support the moms in there. And you can find that at soulcaremom.com forward slash membership. And I would love to leave your audience with a gift. So that'll help you start getting out of that survival mode, you know, today. And it's a five minute self-care morning ritual that you can do before you step out of bed in the morning. So before your feet even hit the floor, you can start by filling your cup and feel calm, feel energized. You can take on, you know, whatever mom life throws your way. And you can grab that at soulcaremom.com forward slash kickstart. Mm, oh, I love that. I love the idea of something we can do in five minutes without getting out of bed and that will help to support the rest of our day. Oh my gosh. I am so grateful for you. This has been so great. I mean, I, I have to say having a podcast is so incredible in so many ways, but I feel like every conversation I come out with something and I'm like, I really needed this one today. (laughs) I'm like this, I got to just feel like you're just speaking to me. And I almost feel like this is like a coaching session. So I'm very, I'm very grateful for this. And I, I feel like the moms listening are going to feel the exact same way. You have such a calming voice too. I feel like I could I could definitely listen to you talk for a very long time. And and you have your podcast too. So they can listen to you talk, whether it's in the the membership or on your podcast, um, or or getting your book and getting to read your words. So oh my gosh, I love it all. <laughs> well, thank you. So last but not least, I love to finish the podcast with some dessert, otherwise known as rapid fire questions. <laughs> Does that sound good? That sounds awesome. Awesome. Okay. I may say rapid fire, but you can answer as long as short as you want. <laughs> so the first question is coffee or tea? I love both, but I'm going to say tea and specifically chai tea. Mm, I love chai. <laughs> Podcast or book? This one's hard because I do love podcasts, but there's something about like holding a book in my hands that I just, I crave. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) What did you eat for breakfast this morning? We had oatmeal and fruit for breakfast. (laughs) Yum. (laughs) What is your first choice if you're going to order out at a restaurant? Oh my gosh, that's a tough one. Um, So we live in Texas and so I absolutely love Tex-Mex. So that's probably my first choice. Yeah. Nice. We, I love Tex-Mex too, but New England, we don't have the most authentic or <laughs> best Tex-Mex. <laughs> so are you an early bird or are you a night owl? Um, so that one seems to vary depending on what season I'm in, but I really love those like quiet morning moments where the house is still and you can like hear the birds chirping. Um, Yeah, that's something I really cherish. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
So last but not least, then this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. And so we love to talk about balance in every way. So what does balance mean to you in this season? So that's a really great question. And I love that you said in this season, because it's like ever evolving, right? It Balance looks different in all the seasons of motherhood and life. It's just, it's not these static things. I love that you said that. And for right now, balance for me ties into the word that I chose this year for this year. I chose the word connection. So keeping that connection, that loving connection with myself, as I go about my day, staying in touch with myself, as I interact with my kids, my partner, friends, um, allowing myself to connect and listen to what I need and take breaks to slow down, to show myself love so that I can be present with my kids and in all my relationships. So essentially it's just finding that balance between the doing and being, you know, something that I like to remind myself is that when I'm feeling like the urge to push through, even when I'm tired, even when I'm stressed, is that we're ultimately human beings and not human doings, you know? So not only is it okay, but so important for us to take that time for rest, to rejuvenate ourselves, you know? And what a perfect way to sort of finish off our conversation on, you know, self-care, on soul care, on taking care of ourselves and getting through those hard times of motherhood. But to have that reminder that we are, we are human beings and it's okay to just be and to take that time for us. So. Oh my goodness, Catherine, this has been so wonderful. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to chat with us, to share with us. Um, And I'm sure my listeners will go and grab the freebie that you shared and hopefully connect with you on Instagram and your community, on social media, all the places. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.